Welcome to the Town Manager Download, a podcast about local government and the town of Shrewsbury. Today's podcast episode is going to cover the town of Shrewsbury's actions on environmental and climate change over the matter of the last 10 years or so, and where we're heading in the future. I'm Kevin Mizikar, the Town Manager of the Town of Shrewsbury, and as always, I'm joined by Communications Coordinator Taylor Galusha. How's it going, Taylor? I'm doing well. Good. Another, I think we actually took a break technically. Last we did? Week. Yeah, I think we're off camp. Oh, I didn't a even know bit. we took a break. Yeah. That's how busy we were. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Caught so up. We're out of cycle. Yeah, a little All bit. Right. That's good. So it's been a couple weeks. So that means you've had a lot going on, at least because I haven't. Right. What's, What's the balance? What you up to? <laughs> well, yesterday I went to the Patriots game oh. with my family. Good. So Tom Brady came back and ran down the field and I, I got drenched in the rain um, and we lost. And it was very frustrating, <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. So. That's good. Back to Gillette Stadium, and I'm going to see the Eagles and Steely Dan tonight at the Garden. Monday night. Uh huh. Jeez. It was a it was a last minute uh, decision by my dad. He was like, "Let's go." Wow. So did that. Um, we uh, mourned the loss of Jimmy Buffett as a family as well. I think I've said it on one of these episodes before, but that was like my first concert when I was like six years old. Really? My sister was four and we used to go. I remember you saying that. Yeah, I feel like I've mentioned that before. So I sent something about one of his songs Monday or Friday morning. He has a song about Labor Day weekend. Mm. And then I got, I woke up to like four or five messages Saturday morning being like, did you see the news? Mm. And I was like, yeah. Hmm. It was a bummer. Yeah. I broke my toe Sad. at the beach. How did last fall in the line of events? Um, Wednesday, last Wednesday, I took the day off and broke my toe at the beach. So I guess I'll never take a vacation again. That's not so. advisable. Yeah. You shouldn't do that. <laughs> break my toe or take vacation day. <laughs> Whatever you think is best for your own health and safety. Yeah. So do a yeah. lot. That's great. Lots yeah. of things. I haven't had a lot going on, to be honest. It's girls back to school and getting back into that cycle they've been off and running so I'm just living my life through them at this point but yeah yeah so but back to the normal fall stuff the fairs of labor day weekends and mm-hmm. did those good things and we're about to get busy again oh except yeah except this summer was i feel like so crazy anyway yeah but work has definitely been busy and <laughs> there was yeah, no lull plenty on the horizon for sure as we move into the fall yeah, we have... So what's spe- up in the shrew? Oh, there we go. There we go. What's up in the shrew? Um, so we'll talk more about this in this episode, but we've been working through um, some of our climate action plan engagement sessions. So we've had, I think, like four or five so far. Um, we've had an online survey open, but we'll kind of get more into that. We have, we'll be at the farmer's market the next few weeks. Um, How's turnout been? Um... I've been disappointed with the turnout because okay. I obviously I want everyone to engage with what we're doing as a town. I do hold it like reserved in my head though a little bit because it's municipal operations focused that people might not be as 
I guess, interested or feel like it affects them that okay. much because sure. it's specific to municipal operations. Right, so it's not that community or no. kind of impacting what they do. Right, this is very basis. focused on like what the town and schools do um, sure. related to climate or just being more eco-friendly and conscious. Um, we had a great session at the senior men's group um, this past Thursday where we had a lot of good back and forth and good conversations with them. So I'm hoping or I'm optimistic that maybe we'll get a, like a little bit more turnout at the farmer's yeah. market and through our online survey. But we I'll keep trying yeah. and I'll keep being there when people want to talk. So that's all we can do. And we can't have you talk too much more about it because it's the whole right. episode. Yeah. So can't I'm going to be quiet that. now. OK, that sounds good. <laughs> but we are, uh, of course, <laughs> heading into uh, I feel like it snuck up on us somehow this year special town meeting, it, it clearly didn't sneak up on us, but you know, it's that 90 day cycle before where you don't want to kind of admit that in 90 days, it'll be October 16th, whenever mm -hmm. it's the middle of uh, July, but we're well back into that cycle now, nearing the middle of September. So um, we're framing up a draft warrant that the select board will consider uh, for the first time, I guess in a little bit more detail tomorrow night, and they'll sign it two weeks from tomorrow. So that um, is clearly uh, front and center in everything that we're doing. And some excitement's already posted on the select board agenda. Uh, we have a really interesting business that is considering coming into Centec North, taking up about 125,000 square feet of one of the buildings up there. Oh, wow. Um, they go by PI or Physic Instrumente. So a uh, very uh, high precision, high tech manufacturing company with uh, operations here in the United States and uh, in Europe. So um, a lot of good quality jobs, up to 175. Wow. So excited about that, uh, having that conversation and going through that process with them. Could be part of the special town meeting uh, if there's any tax incentives that are on the table. And that's something in Shrewsbury we've really, um, I won't say shied away from, but not uh, pursued a lot. But mm -hmm given the quality of the jobs and the number of jobs we can't let this one slip by so uh, we'll continue those conversations with that business and round out the rest of the special town meeting warrant probably the traditional eight to ten warrant articles mm -hmm. some general bylaw changes and some financials will consume most of it which we're in a good spot with um, earlier this morning uh, today is september 11th so um, it was very um, somber and um, good event at the new police station this morning where the 9-11, a sculpture was dedicated. Uh, a really great piece of uh, work of art, I think, that was done by the Asaba Valley uh, vocational technical students. And uh, we revealed that today and held the town's traditional 9-11 event there mm -hmm. that's led by the fire department as they've been doing for the last Oh gosh, 22 years or 21 years, I guess, uh, in remembrance. So um, that was a nice event this morning, a lot of attendance. And then tomorrow we have the dedication of the new station. So if you haven't been down Maple Avenue in a while, I <laughs> encourage everyone to do that. Um, the finishing touches are being put on the landscaping work and it's finally really pulling together. I think it looks great. Tomorrow will be a good uh, recognition of all the hard work that went into the construction of the police station and surrounding municipal campus and we're excited to get through that so 
good stuff on the horizon. Yeah, and uh, the police department will be hosting a community night on September 21st from, I think it's like 4 to 7.30, right. 4.30 to 7.30. Um, combined with food trucks. Combined with food trucks. Yeah. And they'll be, I think they're doing tours they of the police doing, station yep. at that event. Um, and it's kind of just going to be a lot of the same stuff that the community would see at National Night Out. Um, right. But they wanted to make it a little bit more community, Shrewsbury focused. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited for that. We'll be tabling at that for Climate Action Plan. And Spirit of Shrewsbury is also coming up that same weekend on the 23rd, 24th, I believe. Right. And it'll be my first Spirit of Shrewsbury that I've been able to attend. Okay. So I'm very excited to have my, my own little booth to hang out at and talk to people. Good. So That'll bring us back to the next podcast on the following Monday then. Mm -hmm. So that's the two. So I have a lot to talk about. Yep. Two week look ahead. <laughs> All your fans will come visit you. Yeah, well, um, my my friend Bill from the senior men's group, he did offer for me to sign some newsletters, but nobody took me, took me up on that. Oh, at that, yep. At that uh, meeting, so he's working we'll try on again. Yes, he is. That's great. <laughs> well, great. Wanna Lock jump on. in? Yeah, sure, let's go. So, climate action and what we've kind of been doing leading up to the development of this municipal operations climate action plan We've done a few different, um, I guess, steps, if you will, yeah. to kind of get here. Do you want to just summarize the last, like, yeah, I think five, seven years kind of, for residents? So I think start, things started out with Shrewsbury, uh, a lot of citizen petition-initiated uh, endeavors mm -hmm. um, with a focus, I'll call, like, on the environmental aspects and more and more over the most recent years, more traction and more... Um, outreach has come to the town on climate change and you know yep. climate resiliency as i think things have transformed in front of our eyes in some way from weather and other events across the world so um I, i'll kind of draw the line i know it's a really recent history and folks have been working on this for a lot longer but mm -hmm. in 2016 the town implemented a plastic shopping bag ban and um that was kind of the first, I think, milestone in, in at least the last few years of, of what's been done with regards to environment and climate. And then there's been a series of events that really have, have happened every year or so thereafter. Um, so in addition to a, a plastic bag ban, um, the town has also uh, implemented a polystyrene cup and container ban. Mm -hmm. And that went into place um, in about 2020, I think, uh, you know, 2019, 2020. Um, There's a, a, a big rallying of residents um, in 2017 uh, with strong opposition to the extension of a major natural gas pipeline known as the West Boylston Pipeline. So there wasn't really any formal town action, but there was a lot of engagement with residents mm -hmm. who rightfully were concerned about the extension of that, that natural gas line, never came to fruition presentations at the select board meeting and, and other thoughts around that. Um, but certainly uh, a marker in, in our timeline. Um, in 2017, we also uh, began our partnership uh, with the state through their Municipal Vulnerability Preparedness or MVP program, which is a program that really targets helping municipalities develop resiliency mm -hmm. uh, and identify challenges that could be associated with climate change and, and weather events. 
Um, moving on from there in 2018, the, the town formally, uh, and we were one of the, the latter communities or later communities, I guess, in adopting and uh, becoming a green community, okay. which is a, another state program that helps municipality find clean energy solutions that also reduce long-term energy costs, uh, reduce carbon emissions, and help strengthen the local economy. So that's orchestrated through the Department of Environmental Resources, and they also provide uh, a variety of technical assistance and financial support that municipalities can take advantage of them to help um, reduce long-term energy costs. So um, it's provided the opportunity for the town to invest some of our own dollars and actually about $520,000 of state funding through grants right. that we've received to make improvements in a variety of municipal buildings, including lighting and HVAC improvements, and really everything's targeted on a specific return on investment uh, because of energy reduction. So there's been a lot of financial incentives uh, provided to the town, and really the Green Community Program um, has a clear financial incentive to really lead municipalities in the right direction. Um, just this year, and we're still waiting to understand if we've been successful or not, but we put in another $185,000 grant application. It's a competitive grant process for us. We've been successful in the past, so we're hoping to really take that next step and continue to reduce our um, energy consumption. Quasi-related to the uh, Green Community Program, we've begun moving our fleet of vehicles, really started in the police department, moving to hybrid cruisers, and now we have some full EVs in public buildings and water mm -hmm. and sewer, and looking at other hybrid options for our entire fleet. Uh, we actually have our highway direc director, Nick Repecta, that has um, been invited to uh, go test drive some heavy duty equipment that oh, wow. is full, uh, fully electric in the coming weeks. So, um, that'll be an exciting opportunity. We know it's still some years away. We have some really specialized heavy duty equipment, both highway and fire and things like that. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see where Nick thinks those uh, solutions are in their pipeline and when we may be able to avail ourselves of I, those. I think that relates to like part of the um, statement when you got, when at the May 2021 annual town meeting through that citizens petition process, the town mm -hmm. um, emphasized that they'll continue to make those efforts where it's technically and economically responsible. Yeah. And just kind of, I think it's important for like residents to kind of keep that framework mm -hmm. in mind as we go through this process that that's kind of at our forefront to make sure we're taking advantage of those technologies where yep. where we can and where it's responsible, both fiscally and based on operations. Yeah, we've used the, I guess, uh, term proven innovation in the past when mm -hmm. we talked about things in the strategic plan, just to signify that we don't want to be on that cutting edge first adopter of technology because we don't want to risk taxpayer dollars in an investment that's not going to pan out. Right. right? So we have that low risk tolerance. But I, I definitely agree with you that that statement in the um, 2021 uh, declaration is really kind of a motto for how we should approach our approach to uh, moving forward with technologies that reduce carbon emissions and things like that. So. Um, so in, you know, the state along, you know, during this time period that we're talking about, they 
clearly adopted a 2050 net zero benchmark yep. for uh, the state overall, and that's the time frame that we look to as not only a good goal, but kind of a, in my opinion, I think it's a goal that we should be able to exceed, but something that we definitely don't want to miss, right? Right. Um, we can. We want that alignment, but if we can do it sooner. Absolutely. We will. Yep. Um, I think the biggest step, or maybe the most consequential step, because it has municipal operations benefits and implications and resident benefits overall without very much implication, is uh, in 2021, Selco, who is the electric. Uh, utility here in mm -hmm. the town of Shrewsbury for all residents established a uh, 2032 uh, net zero carbon emission for the electricity supply as their goal. Uh, and since that time, now hard to believe two years later, um, they've made a lot of progress towards that. And that's including diversifying their portfolio, uh, thinking about how they can use technology solutions like battery storage and partner with private developers to bring uh, that goal of 2032 uh, net zero carbon emissions to reality for the electric supply. So we're really fortunate in this instance to be one of 41 municipalities with a public power supply. And it just brings us that clear option that if we move to electrifying municipal buildings and municipal fleet, our energy supplier is going to be carbon neutral. Right. So like we know that's a clear path forward and we don't have to be as risky and we don't have to pursue technologies that may not be proven because we have Selco as a partner in this initiative with us. Yeah. So I remember actually for some reason this when they came and presented this, it was within like my first like two months being here and I remember their presentation like very clearly mm -hmm. in my mind and I mm -hmm. Do remember that point like sticking with me since then like with selco kind of underpinning our operations we know exactly where our energy is coming from mm -hmm. and can kind of i guess with them being carbon neutral helps us like right. move in that direction a lot quicker than somebody that has to rely on a private um supplier right. you, can't, you can't really put pressure on a private supplier well right um in our position yeah so um I think the last major initiative that has seen a lot of public input uh, through the town meeting process, through a citizen petition, is what you mentioned before, Taylor. It's that municipal um, declaration mm -hmm. where um, we were just clearly voicing Shrewsbury's opinion through a town meeting that yep. there is a climate emergency. We need to pay attention to what's happening in the environment within the community and beyond and actually play our the appropriate role as a local government in that process. And uh, so we picked up from there and in 2022 uh, with, I'll call partnership with Tipping Point 01545, which is a local advocacy group for um, mitigating and um, the impact of climate change and moving to reduce our fossil fuel use and uh, CO2 emissions. Um, we received funding through town meeting to develop a municipal climate action resiliency plan, mm -hmm. which um, has been underway for nearly a year at this point. And we've talked about an, a number of times um, on the town manager download, and we're really gonna dive into today. So using this best practice and leaping forward from that declaration, we're taking actions like what we do with all of our plans. Mm -hmm. We don't wanna put a plan in place just for planning 
uh, purposes, but we want to be able to yeah. move forward and actually do things to. Yeah. to and we did get grant funding as well through we the did. state yep. for this as for the development of this. Yeah, which is a great partnership to have. Um, continuing to just offset our local costs with with state dollars and partnerships through their variety of programs and right. um, see where it leads. So. Um, one other thing along the way, it's quasi-related. Uh, I think uh, the adoption of the Community Preservation yeah, Act definitely. so it allows us to bring more dollars in, helps with the preservation of land, mm -hmm. um, building the ecosystem and environmental resources throughout the community with dedicated funding. So um, that's just another tool kind of in the toolkit that we can use as we move forward. Um, those resources wouldn't be in place without that citizen initiative and petition that went through town meeting and, and we've actually already used it to uh, yeah. set some land aside, keep open space uh, and do that type of preservation activity. And I know more of those things will come in the future. So, um, so I think we have a unique guest today. Yeah, right? I was just yeah. gonna say it's our first virtual Right, so virtual first guest. virtual guest and- First uh, outside guest. Right, first non-town employee uh, to join us on the town manager download to talk about the Municipal Climate Action and Resiliency Plan. Um, so without further ado, uh, we will have Tacey Lambiase. We'll have to ask her how to pronounce her name. Uh, as our first order of business from Kim Lundgren Associates, who's the town's uh, key consultant in the development of our climate action. So it's a pleasure to have Tacey Lambiase, project manager with Kim Lundgren Associates, join us today. Tacey, welcome to the Town Manager Download. Thanks so much for having me. It's great to be here. Great. Uh, we're excited to talk about the town's climate action and resiliency plan. It's a topic that's come up you know, several times on the town manager download, but we're really interested to diving in with you and um, getting a better understanding of what's going on with this initiative in the town of Shrewsbury. Um, we love all of our guests to have a, uh, you know, opportunity to introduce themselves. So why don't you just tell us a little bit about how you got into this work and what was your career path, you know, in joining KLA and, you know, your professional background. Yeah, absolutely. So I've had my sustainability aha moment more than 10 years ago when I was a student at the University of Maryland. And I decided to participate in a volunteer alternative break trip, um, really on a whim, and ended up spending a spring break locally along the Chesapeake Bay. And I spent a week camping on the beach outside of the first LEED Platinum building in the world. And for those who aren't familiar, LEED stands for Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. And that building was the headquarters of the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. And the week that I spent volunteering with CBF was absolutely life-changing. It taught me what sustainability work looks like in action and how I could be a part of it. And I came back to campus and decided to declare a sustainability minor and figure out how I could make sustainability fit into my future career. So fast forward, after I graduated, I worked at a, profit, a nonprofit in Pittsburgh, running a sustainability challenge for local businesses and municipalities. I worked on two college campuses, including the University of Maryland and their Office of Sustainability. And I also got experience doing communications work, employee engagement, and project management. So by the time I was working at American University and received a master's degree in sustainability management, 
I had decided that I wanted to start working in the local government space, and I wanted to use my skills to further climate action on the local level, which I think is a really exciting and impactful place to do this work. And KLA is really the perfect place to do that, uh, seeing as we work really exclusively with local governments uh, to do equitable climate action planning. So I'm really happy that I landed at KLA and that I get to be the project manager for your municipal plan. It's been great. Awesome. Um, so it sounds like you definitely made much better use of your time on spring break than I ever did, but my, my mom <laughs> listens to this sometimes, so we're not going to go into those details, even though we, yeah, it's been that. a while. So, um, so tell us a little bit about KLA, um, you know, you know, what it is that you all do. You say you focus on municipal climate plans, but give KLA a, a good shout out. Yeah, so KLA is a woman-owned small consulting firm. And like I said, we work exclusively with local governments across the country, everywhere from Clark County, Nevada, and Santa Fe, New Mexico, to Indianapolis and Cary, North Carolina. Um, our very first client was the city of San Antonio, Texas, and they're still one of our clients today. But we have done a lot of work in the state of Massachusetts. Um, our founder and CEO, Kim Lundgren, wrote the first climate action plan in the Commonwealth for the city of Medford. And so our roots are here and we love working with local clients. So specifically, we've worked with more than a dozen communities in Massachusetts, several of which, like Shrewsbury, are municipal utilities. Um, some examples are Concord, Danvers, Wakefield, Wellesley. Um, and the work that we do really spans a wide range. So we do everything from conducting greenhouse gas inventories and climate vulnerability assessments to doing equitable community engagement work and creating community-wide climate action plans. And in the case of Shrewsbury, starting with municipal climate action plans. So we can really take our clients from start to finish through this entire process. Awesome. So what is a climate action plan? Oh, a climate action plan is a roadmap to a better and a more equitable future. It lays out goals, strategies, and actions that are specific that can help communities to both reduce their greenhouse gas emissions and prepare for the impacts of climate change and the hazards that we face today and in the future. Um, so it's really a roadmap for decreasing our impact on climate change, but also preparing for the future and becoming more resilient in the face of climate change too. So it's a lot to do with the people, the people are at the heart of every climate action plan and how can we make our communities stronger and better places for everyone to live. Awesome. So what's what's this process look like that that we've gone through in Shrewsbury on the municipal side? And, you know, um, how do you think about this when you go about supporting communities uh, through an initiative for a climate action plan? Yeah. So the first thing we like to do is really get to know the community and figure out kind of where we're starting, what's our baseline. Um, so we do a lot of research to start and a lot of data collection to understand um, what your greenhouse gas emissions portfolio look like, uh, so where are your emissions coming from, um, but also what is all the work that you've already done? Um, because a lot of communities have taken some action in the space, and so we want to understand where you're starting from. Um, so we do that kind of, of a baseline assessment to start. Um, where that is the data collection, like I mentioned, so we may do a greenhouse gas inventory to help us understand the sources of your emissions. Um, and then we really dive into the planning process. And that oftentimes involves a climate action advisory committee of some kind. So bringing together stakeholders from 
uh, local government and from the community and from businesses and local organizations to talk and really figure out what does climate action look like for our community specifically. Um, because we can come in and say, well, yes, you need to decrease your energy use and switch to renewable energy and everyone needs to drive an EV and we need to electrify buildings. We kind of know what everyone needs to do, but our process is really helping you figure out how that happens in your community and in your specific context. So that's why it's really important to bring stakeholders together and um, do a lot of community engagement work and hearing what the priorities are, what the needs are from community members, um, so that we could get a really good picture for how to customize a plan to fit your needs in the future that you want to ultimately see. Um, so it does involve a lot of folks along the way. Um, we definitely um, like to bring everyone in really early and keep people engaged. Um, because really the planning process is only the first step. Like putting the plan together is a heavy lift, but really the implementation, the part that comes next is what matters and that's what's going to be most important and drive success. So we wanna get the plan um, really solid and done as quickly as we can so that we can move into taking action and actually seeing results. So what are you seeing for Shrewsbury guiding principle wise or focus areas? You said you know, there's a lot of kind of clearly understandable low-hanging fruit, if you will, that municipalities can do. Are, are you seeing that here in Shrewsbury and, and anything that, I guess, surprises you or stands out that's, that's different about the town at this point? Yeah, so for the town of Shrewsbury, we have selected five focus areas for the plan. Those are clean energy and efficient buildings, resilient operation, smart waste and water management, sustainable transportation, and vibrant natural resources. And so within that, we're looking at, okay, what falls under the town's operational control? Because this is first the municipal plan. So how can the town take action um, and make a difference? And what I'm finding in Shrewsbury is that um, you all have some great internal buy-in already for this process. And I really like the way that you're um, approaching implementation. So I know there are plans to put together a diverse green team made up of town staff from multiple departments who can come together and hold each other accountable and work together to implement the plan, which I think is really fantastic. Not every community takes that approach. Um, sometimes implementation for the plan falls to one department or even one person. Um, so I really love that you all are thinking really broadly and want to bring in as many staff as possible into this process, because that's, I think, really how you're going to be most successful, is if sustainability becomes something that is integrated and institutionalized across your local government. Um, so that's just one unique thing that I am seeing in your case that I'm super excited about. Yeah, that's great. I mean, a, a lot of conversations that we've had with the select board about um, two topics, diversity, equity, inclusion, and climate action has been that these are not these standalone projects, initiatives, goals in and of themselves. Rather, it's a lens that we need to consider all our actions through. So um, we're yes. excited internally about this approach to, to climate action and resiliency as well. Yeah, DEI is the other area that I automatically think of when I, when I think about what needs to be institutionalized. Like DEI can't be as successful if it's siloed in its own department or only with one person. And the same thing is the case with sustainability climate action. So that's right on. So um, 
where are we headed with the plan? We, you know, so we have some focus areas and we're, we're gathering public feedback, but how, how, do, how does this shape up in the next steps? Yeah, so I know that Taylor's going to walk through some engagement opportunities that are coming up um, in the next month for folks to provide feedback on the draft plan. Um, so we're still in the process of hearing from community members and understanding um, folks' priorities and what they think about the draft. And then our plan is to launch the final version of the municipal plan in October. And then from there, the real work begins. As I said before, we start with implementation. So I know that some of the priorities include putting together that green team and really setting up a good structure for implementation. Um, but then alongside that, I know that there's interest in starting on a community-wide climate action planning process, which will be fabulous. So instead of just looking at municipal emissions, we can kind of take that larger view of the entire community and think about you know, how does everyone move around? How does everyone use energy? How are we all managing waste and, and trying to be better and, and live and work more efficiently? So I'm excited that you all are looking to kind of take that next step in that broader view, um, because that will really be another great space to involve community members too. So Tacey, I've seen some communities, um, mainly I think out West, I've, I've heard of some communities in Colorado who have begun uh, moving uh, to use municipal zoning and code enforcement and those types of regulations within the, the climate space to drive climate goals. Is that, some, is that a trend that you're seeing uh, in your work as well? Yeah, I think it really just depends on the community and the part of, part of the country that we're talking about. So um, there is quite a bit of support for this kind of work in Massachusetts, which is awesome. Uh, for some of our other communities, they're actually um, limited in terms of what they can do in terms of zoning and bylaws or even just uh, what they can and can't mandate. Um, so in some states, uh, that work really has to happen at the state level. Okay. Um, local governments don't have that much control. Um, but we're finding that in Massachusetts, you all do have some really great opportunities to work within um, local and state regulations. So I'm thinking about like the MBTA communities. Mm -hmm. um, and that is put in place now where um, some transit oriented development is being encouraged at the community level. I think that's fabulous. Um, so I think there are definitely opportunities for that uh, in Massachusetts too. Great. So Taylor, what's what's on the horizon for community outreach? I know you, it's a topic of conversation that we have nearly every uh, episode yeah. with what's going on, but how's that play into this picture? Yeah, so we've taken the same approach um, that we took for the strategic plan of kind of meeting residents where they are um, and trying to offer as many different kinds and types of engagement um, for our community, whether they work a nine to five or they stay at home, um, or work the overnight shift, there's always time for them to kind of be a part of this process. We picked different days of the week to have sessions, different times a day, um, whether it's virtual, in person, or just attending other community events. Um, so coming up in the next few weeks, we will have our last um, in-person like formal presentation um, on September 19th at seven o'clock at the Senior Center. Um, 
which is some someone could expect us to go through a presentation for the first um, chunk of that. Okay. Um, and then we have like poster boards set up around the room for people to kind of walk around and um, leave their thoughts um, written down that, in that way. Um, we also have our community event roster kind of filled up for the next month. Um, we'll be at the farmer's market um, this Wednesday, September 6th. Next Wednesday, September 13th. And then again, like I said, at the top of the episode, um, we'll be at Spirit of Shrewsbury in the um, police community night. Um, additionally, we have our online survey that people can access at any time of day. Um, they can fill out as many questions or as little questions as they want to okay. engage with. But um, again, kind of just wanted to meet people where they are um, in terms of how engaged they want to be with the plan. So. Lots of stuff so, and things. As we go through this this kind of final community feedback and we look towards moving from a draft to a final plan, what Tacey, what does our timeline look at, look like for that? When, when can we expect this to be at, at the select board uh, just generally at, at this point? Yeah, so I know that we will be taking public comments through September 30th. And then we are slating to have a final plan ready by that last week in October, if not sooner. Okay. So I think we're targeting week of October 23rd. Maybe don't hold me to that. I need to look <laughs> um, But that is what we're aiming for. So it's coming up really quickly. Great. Yeah, I know a lot of work has gone into this. This is an initiative that you know we put out on the street and had a lot of interest. Um, from a number of consultants, and we're very fortunate to have KLA come on board and support us through this. It's been a, a detailed process that I'm personally looking forward to. Um, the perspective of the community, the perspective of KLA and, and the, the core group from Tipping Point um, that come together to really find a, a path forward for us. You know, really for Shrewsbury as a local government to do our part, that's what we're mm -hmm. looking to do uh, through this initiative. and be part of the solution to the challenges that we're all facing and unfortunately seeing come to fruition more and more on a day-to-day -day basis. So, um, Tacey, I want to thank you not only for uh, your work on the Climate Action Plan for the town, but also taking the time out of your schedule to be with us on the Town Manager Download. Um, it's been uh, really great to get up to speed on the project and help inform our residents and listeners of how we think about this initiative and what we can do as the town. So any final thoughts for us? I would just like to give you all kudos for taking on this work. I think it's really important to do climate action planning on the municipal level. Um, it's an opportunity for you all to lead by example and really show the rest of the community that this work is possible and also how it can be done. So you all are in a great place um, to be really consistent with your messaging, to really enabling environments that get this work done. Uh, so I'm just really excited to see what's next for you all. And thanks so much for having me on today. Awesome. Well, thanks again for your time. That was Tacey Lambiase of KLA, who's supporting the town of Shrewsbury on the Climate Action Resiliency Plan. Uh, this has been another great, fast uh, conversation on the Town Manager Download. Uh, just a reminder, if anyone has any questions or comments, ideas about a future show, you can reach us at tmdownload at shrewsburyma.gov. So on behalf of Taylor Galusha, I'm Town Manager Kevin Mizikar. Thank you for listening.